Bellissimo Files, home to the world's biggest stars. Get your hands up! Live on your radio. And you can check us out on your socials. <laughs> your favorite person, Serena. Serena! <laughs> ready for you to go ahead and take it away. This, this is the Bellissimo Files. It's the Bellissimo Files on spin. And now, your host, yes. Serena Bellissimo. Hey, hello, hello. Serena is not here today. I'm sorry to say. It's Tara Walsh here filling in for Serena Bellissimo today on the Bellissimo Files. We've got a jam-packed show for you. Erica Cody joins us for a chat about her brand new single. Nicole O'Brien from Too Hot to Handle. She's the Cork native who was on the show in 2020. Well, she is uh, releasing new music. It's very exciting. And also our one to watch this week is Jen Payne. She's an Irish DJ. Just released her brand new single with Marty Gilfoyle. And it's so, so good. But first, let's get into the show now. It's the gala and Talia Mara. This is Stay the Night. You're on Spin 1038. Oh, baby. The Bellissimo Files. One to watch. It is time for One to Watch. Also, hello. Hi, how are you? It's Tara here filling in for Serena today on the Bellissimo Files. You might be wondering where that Australian accent is. Um, But no, it's just me today. Our one to watch this week, Jen Payne. She is an Irish DJ. She has just released her brand new single, Touch Me, with Marty Guilfoyle. She also played the Spin House Party stage at Longitude. If you were there, you might have seen her. Um, she's heading to EP as well to perform. And she was also a dance track of the week on this show before. We're a massive fan of her and we're delighted to have her on the show. Jen, it's all happening. You've just released your brand new single, Touch Me, with Marty Guilfoyle. How does it feel having it out there? Oh, my God. Finally, we get to share it with everyone and everyone can hear it. We've done so much work on it the past few weeks. It's so great to finally have it out now, available on all platforms if you haven't heard it too. <laughs> nice little plug there. Uh, how long mm-hmm. have you guys been sitting on this? It's been in the works for maybe about a month and a half. It kind of all started when I was like in a YouTube rabbit hole looking for like vocals and stuff. And I came across um, the 49ers, Aretha Franklin, and I heard it and I was like, this would sound really nice with some rave synths on it. So did a bit with that. Obviously, I work a lot with Glasgow Underground too and Kevin McKay. So me and him worked together with the track. And then I was, me and Martin are good friends. So I was like, hey, what do you think of this? When it was just like a really rough draft. And he like got back to me and he was like, I love it. So I was like, let's jump on it together and it went from there there you go that's amazing I actually had a little creep on your Instagram earlier on and in one of one of your recent posts you said that you did one of your first DJ gigs four years ago and it was all thanks to Marty this must be such a full circle moment can you tell us about your friendship how did that happen you took the words right out of my mouth that's literally what I say all the time it's like full (laughs) circle when I first like got into DJing I was just like in a pub doing like late night stuff and I was like right I want to elevate it a bit and I heard there was a competition on spin um i think yeah martin was running it so i entered it and yeah when i won it was crazy met him for the first time then at the desperado stage at longitude and then i know we just had a good like good banter with each other and stayed in touch for this many years and stuff always sending tracks back and forth and he um invited me then a while for to go around to do support gigs for him as well which was really really nice really really helped me and then i suppose i had to develop myself too and develop my sound so that's kind of when COVID hit too put a pause on everything but we're back now has a djing career always been something you wanted um no I think that came with the career I kind of wanted was definitely with music so my kind of story is that when I was in school I was mad into the gym and fitness and stuff 
And after school, I went and I studied sports rehab in Carlo. And then I did a part-time course to like, obviously support me financially through. I did a, a gym instruction course to work at a gym then to pay for the, the course. But I remember one of the modules that we did in aerobics was like all about like BPM. So beats per minute and how mm. if a track is really fast, you know, it's going to entice like everybody that has to really push it and work out more. And if it was slowed out, you've a slow track, it'll make everyone calm. And I was like, this is so cool. Dropped out. I was like, that's it. And then I went and applied for music production in DFEI in Dunleary. And then I was studying production. And then the DJing just came, the DJing just came from like, obviously having a better understanding of music then as well. When I was out with the, like with my friends and stuff, like, like, no one even takes notice sometimes of a DJ in a, in a bar. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm obsessed. So the first DJ that like I ever kind of spoke to was a guy called Dara. And like, he literally showed me what every single button on a CDJ was. And yes, I, I suppose I have him to thank for DJing too. So shout out Dara. Yeah, go on Dara. You've done so many gigs anyway at this stage. You've come a long way since that uh, that application four years ago. You're a pro. One of the most recent being Spin House Party at Longitude. What was that like? Oh my God, unbelievable. Like that was just... When you have such a surreal moment, I found for me that like, I can't even remember it fully because I was just like on a rush and on a high. And when I look, I have a picture and it's on my Instagram as well. And it's me with my two arms up in front of the whole crowd. And when I look back at that, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> well, look, uh, Jen, what is next for you? Any more music on the way or collaborations or? Um, yes, loads more music to come. I'm really, really busy with Glasgow Underground and Kevin McKay, which I'm so happy with. Up and coming, I have something special with Yee in September. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that yet, but yeah, that's pretty exciting. And then Electric Picnic, I'm on a small little stage there too. And I go over to London with Glasgow Underground for a gig. And yeah, so it's uh, so far so good. Wow, it's all happening for you. Uh, Jen, can you give us your social handles? So where can people find you? At Jen underscore on Instagram and then at Jen on TikTok. Twitter as well and Facebook if people still use that <laughs> well brilliant best of luck with everything before I let you go introduce your brand new song on spin hey my name is Jen Payne and this is my brand new track with Marty called touch me here on spin It's Tari here filling in for Serena Blissimo today on the Blissimo Files. You're on Spin 1038. Erica Cody, she is just 26 years old. She has hosted the TV show The Main Stage on RTE with Danny O'Reilly. I actually caught up about her for a chat about that last month. And I'm already catching up with her again because she's just released her brand new track, Love Like This. Erica, what's going on? How are you? I'm good, how are you? Not too bad. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Last time we spoke... You were hosting the main stage on RTE with Danny O'Reilly and now we're chatting yeah. again because you've new music out. Where do you find time for everything? You just find the time. <laughs> <laughs> there might not be enough hours in the day, but you find the time. How do you balance your work life and your social life and kind of spending the time with your family and friends? Is it a struggle or...? Um, there's a lot of sacrifice in anybody being an artist and I think it's especially when 
you have big aspirations and you know where you want to go. I think um, it's either for you or it's not because it becomes your life and you have to sacrifice a lot of your life. It helps having people in your life who really understand what you do. Um, you know, I used to love my social life. I used to love going out with my friends and then it came to a point where I was like, I know, I knew there was always going to come a time where I wouldn't be able to do everything. It, it's it's bittersweet, but like I'm just so, uh, you know, it, the, the payoff is so worth it. But you are becoming more and more popular by the day and unfortunately with any kind of fame like that, you know, there's a lot of attention brought on your personal life. What's your experience been with that? Uh, Yeah, well, I think, you know, having done like Dance with the Stars and been on TV for the last couple of months, um, well, half the year pretty much, um, I knew going into it that it was a beast of a TV show. I knew it kind of came with the territory that people would probably end up wanting to know a little bit more about me because, you know, as a musician, I'm so used to, you know, being accessible through my music and telling my story that way and letting people in on my life that way. Um, So when it came to to, to being on TV, um, you know, it was obviously something I had to consider when I was taking the jobs but I was also like look I would never let anybody else dictate my happiness and this is what I want to do so I'm obviously not going to say no um, and I knew there would always come a day where people probably would be a bit like oh my god I wonder who's in her life like I wonder who her friends are I wonder who her man is and there was a lot of that talk you know, they want to know who you're dating. They want to know who's in your life. And with that comes assumptions and, you know, bets in Ladbrokes talking about who my boyfriend might be and who's on them. And, you know, I'll be going on Love Island. But like, oh, I get, I get the emails. I something. Yeah, and <laughs> little do people know that I have something really good. So um, Yeah, and you mentioned your new single, Love Like This. You did say in your press release that you're a firm believer that other people's opinions are none of your business, which I think is such a fantastic yeah. saying. It does take time to realise this. Did it take you a while to kind of come to that realisation that, okay, you know what? I'm not going to let it get to me. Their opinion's their opinion. Leave them at it. Absolutely. And, you know, I think having gone through a period, especially like on social media, where people's opinions got to me so much that I thought they were true. And I was like, oh my God, like this couldn't be further further from the truth. Um, So I think that kind of geared me up, I suppose, in a way. It sounds to me like what you've done is just gained real perspective and went, this is what I'm doing. This is what I love. Nothing else really matters after that. But yeah, yeah, look, your new single, Love Like This, it's so freaking good. What's the story <laughs> behind that? Yeah, so basically, like, the, the whole story behind it was people's opinions and assumptions that just, like, weren't true. And I was like, oh, little do they know. Like, it's probably because they have no clue about what I've got and it's worth protecting, like, at all costs. And I think it's really important to keep little bits of your life to yourself because there are things that you cherish and you work hard on. It's funny because I had a couple of people saying to me, they're like, oh, my God, is Love Like This a hate song? And I'm like, I wouldn't have even thought about that like before. Um, so that's why I love music it's so subjective everybody takes something different out of it you know that just reminds me I remember Niall Horan said a similar thing somebody asked him what his song is about and he said it's about something different for everyone and that's what's so great about yeah. it yeah literally because someone had said the person who said it to me was like I'm just going through a breakup I'm like I'm so happy you wrote like that hate song and I'm like oh my god <laughs> it's not a hate song but I'm happy that you can use it in that way <laughs> if you want it to be a hate song you let it be a hate song um, look exactly. I'm dying I'm dying to hear it live any gigs in the pipeline where you're going to be performing it? Absolutely. I don't think I can say much yet, but there's definitely some coming up, I think. 
very soon. Okay, fingers crossed that announcement comes out soon. I know. Uh, what's next for your mm-hmm. music? Do you do you have a new album coming out or? I think I'm always working towards something, and at the moment I'm just like collaborating and writing as much music as I possibly can, and it's going great so far. Just expect lots of new music. Love to hear that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be cheeky, Erica, and I'm going to ask. Yeah. Name one of your collaborators. Go on. Well, at the moment, I'm riding with Ruth Ann and oh. Amy. So, oh my god, yeah. no way! Amy mm-hmm. is fantastic. They're both fantastic, but I'm a big fan of Amy. I think she's phenomenal, and she's an amazing songwriter. So, yeah, we're working on some stuff over here. That's fantastic, Erica. So exciting. Best of luck with everything. Would you like to introduce Thank your you brand so new single? Much. I would love to. It's me, Erica Cody, and you're listening to my new single, "Love Like This," here on Spin. People got a lot to say. Let's go! The Melissa Files. What to watch? What to watch? It's Tara here filling in for Serena Blissmo on the Bellissimo Files today. We're joined on the show by Deirdre Malumpy. Deirdre, how are you? I'm very well. How's yourself, Tara? Not too bad. Thank you so much for coming on. So this is the segment where you come on and chat about the latest movie releases that are out right now, or TV shows, or whatever it is. What are you talking about today? Yes, so this week I'll be talking about a new Netflix movie called Look Both Ways, which I think is doing really well in the top 10 on Netflix at the moment, actually. Um, And the other thing I'll be talking about is She-Hulk Attorney at Law, which is the latest Marvel series on Disney+. Plus. Oh, lovely. I actually watched the first episode of She-Hulk the other day. I quite liked it. Not going to lie. Which one would you like to go with first? Well, we start with She-Hulk then. Yeah, let's. Let's take a clip first. So I'm clearly nailing it at all these things. When am I ever going to use this as a lawyer? Jen, when you have powers like this, it's like putting a target on your back and the backs of all the people you care about. Oh, cool. Yet another way my life is ruined. Thanks, Bruce. All right. All I've been doing is showing you the downsides of being a Hulk, but there are a few upsides. It's it's pretty funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's good fun. I have to say, it was kind of surreal watching this series because I also watched the Better Call Saul finale this week and I was like, these are two very different types (laughs) of legal dramas, but both enjoyable in their own ways, I suppose. (laughs) Um, And what's it all about? Yeah, so in this, uh, we have the She-Hulk, who is actually cousins with uh, the Hulk, a.k.a. Uh, Bruce Banner. So we see how um, this character accidentally got her uh, powers and everything. Um, but they manifest for her in a different way than they do for the Hulk. And we see him training her, but um, she wants to go back to law um, initially. And I think that a lot will be riding on um, the shoulders of the lead actress, um, whose name is Tatiana Maslany, I believe. Um, I think a lot is going to be like kind of on her shoulders to pull this off because I do mm. think there's probably going to be less Mark Ruffalo playing the Hulk as the series progresses. And I have to say, I'm also looking forward to seeing a bit more of Jamila Jamil. Uh, people might recognize her uh, from that series, The Good Place on Netflix. She's going to be playing the super villain in this. We only got a very tiny glimpse of her at the of, um, of her in this first episode, but I think we're going to be getting a lot more of her uh, this series. And I'm also looking forward to how exactly does it work with the whole She-Hulk using her powers in the courtroom, but maintaining being a professional lawyer. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, how the show balances all of that off. I feel like we are only one episode in, and there are kind of moments of fun and promise in it. I personally am feeling a bit of like Marvel 
travel fatigue, even like some of the jokes in this and the self-awareness, I was like, yeah, I suppose it's fun, but it's also the same that we have been seeing for yeah. a long time now. So it's it's kind of hard to say because, like I said, it is one episode in, so I do want to give it like a proper chance. And I remember watching uh, the previous Marvel series, Miss Marvel, if anyone hasn't seen that. I actually ended up really, really enjoying that. I'd really highly recommend that one. Um, so this one, it, I feel like it's kind of hard to thoroughly review it at this point, but I'm, I'm being cautiously optimistic, I suppose <laughs> I would say. I was actually surprised they only released one episode. I thought they'd released two in the first run. Yeah, usually they do that with uh, streaming series now, don't they? They kind of release the first two or maybe like, you know, even like three or four and then you kind of get your week on week um, episode. So it's interesting the way that they've decided to do this. And they've also changed it in that it used to be on a Wednesday. But I think with this particular series, all the episodes are coming out every Thursday. So it's clearly like Marvel and Disney Plus are kind of experimenting a little. So we'll see. We'll see how well that works. Yeah, I hope it does well. And she's very good in that role. Um, What would you give it out of five? I'll give it three out of five for now. Um, But like I said, it's early days. Let's see. Yeah, it's only one episode. And the next one you're going to talk about, Look Both Ways. Lily Reinhardt's in that, isn't she? Yeah, Lily Reinhardt, exactly. So people might uh, remember her. She uh, was in, She's probably best known for Riverdale at this point. Uh, but her character in this uh, movie is about to leave for L.A. with her friend. But just before graduating, she has a one-night stand with her friend. And now she's waiting on the results of a pregnancy test. So we actually follow her story as it goes into two different lo- timelines. One in which she is pregnant and decides to keep the baby and to live uh, in her hometown with her parents. And then the other one, she's not. So she does leave for LA and she tries to make it as an animator. Ooh, okay, let's take a clip. Have you ever wondered what if, what if I'd moved to that city, gone to another school, or considered hooking up with that one friend? Can a single moment change your life? Just to rule it out. Well, this is my moment. I think this is a really interesting concept, but does it get confusing? No, it doesn't really. I think that it's very, you know, obvious when you're following one story or another. There are like little kind of moments of crossover where both characters kind of end up in the same place at the same, at the same time, almost mm. by coincidence. But it's never really that confusing. Uh, it reminds me a lot of that movie Sliding Doors. Um, and it's imagining, you know, like I said, this young woman's life, how it could have played out in two scenarios. It doesn't get too overly complicated with too many timelines, too many possibilities and stuff like that. Um, I actually quite enjoyed this one. I wasn't expecting to. I thought Mm. it was very cutesy. It's very feel-good. Now, I will say it is probably a little bit simplistic, a little bit safe. I think that it could have been a little more risk-taking in some of the, you know, storylines and even the characters. Like, basically, there's there's no one bad in this movie. Just everyone in the world is always good and everything (laughs) always works out according to this movie. But you know what? Sometimes you need that kind of movie in your life. (laughs) Uh, So it is feel-good. It is enjoyable. And I have to say, Lily Reinhardt, I'm really excited to see, um, you know, her future after this because, like I said, people bet- probably best know her from Riverdale, but she's really, really excellent in this. She's just very immediately likable. And I have to say, she really kind of shows her talents as an actress here because even though she's playing the same character, it's there are kind of just very subtle differences and nuances between the two characters that she gets kind of 
just right on the nail and um, so that you know it's the same person but how they would act in these two different scenarios. I just thought it was very, very subtle um, whereas another actor might have been a little maybe more over the top or too overt in their yeah. performance. So I really, really, I really liked her in this one and I think she's an executive producer on this movie as well so it'll be interesting to see what kind of career um, direction she decides to take it's, next. You it's know? actually quite exciting because Riverdale is wrapping up now as well so she'll have more scope to be able to go and do all these other films and TV shows. I can't wait to see what's come from her. Um, mm-hmm. Dee, what would you give her out of five? I'm going to give it three and a half out of five stars. Oh. I really would uh, recommend it and it's it's just one of those easy feel-good watches on Netflix, you know? It's, yeah. it's a lovely movie. <laughs> oh, lovely. Not too bad. So both very good uh, options to watch this weekend. She-Hulk on Disney Plus and Look Both Ways which is on Netflix. Dee, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. The Bellissimo Files. Favourite thing. Is the part of the show where we are joined by a very special guest to chat about all their favourite things. Today's guest is Charlene Murphy. You might know her from uh, social media. She's a social media influencer. She's got over 160,000 Instagram followers. And she's also the co-host of Go Loud's Hold My Drink podcast. Charlene, you're our favourite things guest today. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Look, you're uh, you're just back from Ibiza. Have you recovered yet or how are you feeling? Oh, I'm just powering through. I feel like I'm just, I don't know, take me today as it come. But look, let's chat about uh, your podcast. You are the co-host of the Hold My Drink podcast with Ellie Kelly. You guys are absolutely killing it. And you've got two, am I right in saying, sold out shows at Liberty Hall coming up. Yeah, two sold out shows um, on Wednesday and Thursday. So it's the 24th and 25th of August which is so exciting so exciting how are you feeling how are the nerves I'm excited I don't think it hit me until I went for like a dress fitting for the like the outfit to wear and it kind of hit me then I was like oh god I actually have to wear this dress in front of people and talk to them and like entertain people for two hours I've never done anything like that before so it's going to be weird actually having an audience there listening to you as well in real time because when we're on the podcast it just feels like us two just having a chat and like really casual but it's going to be weird seeing people's faces and their reactions for the first time as well How are you going to control those nerves? What's your uh, technique? Um, I think just I don't know kind of taking it all in and, and kind of telling myself that try to enjoy it rather than be nervous about it because it's it's going to fly by the two hours are going to literally go in the blink of a second and I just don't want that to be overtaken my nerves so I think just having fun with it is going to help me not be nervous hopefully it's something we both love doing we both love doing the podcast we're passionate about it and we want to put on a good show so I think we will and I think that will kind of settle the nerves as well well look best of luck with that Um, you're going to do amazing let's have a chat let's get to know you on a deeper level Charlene we're going to do favourite things and get to know all your favourite things so are you ready yes First question, TV show you are obsessed with right now? You know, I'm not a big TV person, but I was obsessed with Love Island when it was on. That's the only show I like continuously watch, so I would say Love Island. Favourite film? I'm such, like, my my taste in films is awful, and I know it's awful, but it's called The the Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants. (laughs) Oh my God. I think I've heard of this, but I've never seen it, or I don't know anything about it. What's it about? It's about these, it's actually, oh my God. It's these jeans that these friends, there's four of them in the movie, and they find these jeans in like this vintage shop, and they fit all of them perfectly, even though like all different shapes and sizes, like one's tall, one's a bit shorter and stuff, it fits them all perfectly, the pair of trousers. And then they all like go out for the summer and they send the trousers to each other and like, I don't even know why I like it so much, but it just it's like my comfort film, so it's out of my favourite film. That sounds absolutely <laughs> bizarre. Yeah, but those comfort yeah. films, they're always a bit cringy, but you love them. Um, yeah. Favourite book? Good Vibes, Good Life by Bex King. I'm very into like 
spirituality and stuff like that and positive thinking so books like that would be ones I'd tend to read I don't really read like stories and stuff if that makes sense I like actual like life advice yes books that will help and yeah make you more positive and stuff Uh, favourite album Um, Taylor Swift Speak Now (laughs) yes no, that's not bad at all. Don't don't even say that. We're going back on that. Um, no. Song everyone should have on their workout playlist. This one I was kind of stuck on. Um, I think anything Beyonce. Oh, yeah. Or Rihanna. I love Talk That Talk, Rihanna. That's a good one. I know it's old, but I feel like anything sassy always makes you have a good workout. Um, I think I know your answer to this one. Favourite podcast? My own. <laughs> my dream. <laughs> Apart from my own, though, I love um, The Diary of a CEO by Stephen Bartlett. It's very good. And then Jay Shetty as well. I love him. And what's uh, The Diary of a CEO podcast about? I think it's kind of in the title, but... Like, so at the start, it was just him by himself. Stephen Bartlett like talking about he had a diary and he was CEO and it was like going through that but now he has guests on every week and like the guests are huge like Liam Payne was on Jesse J was on like all these huge guests and that he just gets so much out with them like he's a very good interviewer I'd love to be interviewed by him um, The app you can't live without TikTok I spend my life I'd actually be scared to check how much how many hours I spend on TikTok it's really bad oh, it's so everyone would say the same thing you just can't stop you just can keep scrolling for ages you just there's no end point to it ever <laughs> yeah uh, favourite person or account to follow on social media oh I love Matilda Jerf she's her style is just so so nice and she just you can feel like her energy like through the yeah. screen some people yeah. just have that there's a girl I follow uh, Anna Sitar she's on TikTok as well and she's just so bubbly and happy all the time and her style is great and it's the same thing it's like she just comes through the screen to you you're just like oh my god you're just a bundle of yeah, joy exactly and that's people who do well because that's what people want to see and what makes people feel good so I think that's why she she's, has so many followers because she's like that yeah exactly um, and finally your favourite thing to do on a weekend this depends on what phase of my life I'm in but usually like to go out but I'm in my like back on track phase of my life so probably go on like a nice walk get a nice lunch or breakfast or like a hike or something like that Charlene thank you so much for being our guest today on Favourite Things thank you for having me it's Tara here filling in for Serena on the Blissmo Files more music to come from LF System but first we got a chat to Nicole O'Brien uh, she was on Too Hot to Handle in 2020 she's from Cork and she's just released her brand new single let's have a chat with her about her time on the show life after the show and her next big adventure which of course is music Nicole thank you so much for joining me on the show how are you getting on? oh thank you for having me hon I'm getting on good. I'm busy, but I'm excited. There's lots of stuff happening at the moment, so very exciting stuff. Yeah, you're flat out. Whereabouts are you right now? I'm currently in Dublin, so I flew over this morning. Because you were in the UK, weren't you? Yeah, I live in London, so yeah. I've lived there right. for about four years. And are you going to visit Cork? Are you going back home? Do you know what? I was going to, but I'm launching a clothing line on Sunday So I need to go back to London for that because I've got a big launch party. So I'm going to come back to Cork in the next like two, three weeks, I think, because I miss it. I haven't been home in three months like so. Actually, I was in Cork last weekend to see Westlife and Parky Cueve. I love Cork. There's something about it. It it feels like homely, you know, that way. It does. Um, Yeah, I can't believe you've seen Westlife. I'm so jealous. 
They're so, so good. Um, look, we're going to get to your music in a couple of minutes. But first, you shot to fame on Too Hot to Handle in 2020. Was that filmed a year previous? Yeah, nearly three and a half years ago we filmed that now, which is mental. Yeah, so you were my age, I'm 24, when you went yeah. on Too Hot to Handle. The yeah. idea of me going on a reality show freaks me out. How were you feeling at the time? <laughs> you know what? I feel like I was not nervous because I was trying to do some sort of reality before because I was meant to do Love Island like a few years previous and wow. I kind of built myself up mentally being like, do you know what? It's going to be fine. I was kind of nervous about the people because I was like, I hope there's no not so nice people on there. Um, to phrase it nicely but yeah so it actually ended up being bloody amazing like it was the best experience in fairness you were waiting a year before it was released mm. that must have been nerve wracking were you were you just like how did you get on for a year with your life I had to go back to the office job so I had to take my month's annual leave to go filming so I had no holidays for a full year right so I went back to the office job um, anxiety central because you've no idea what's going to be shown in the edit they don't allow you preview it before anyone else so you've got no idea and um, only 8 hours is shown out of 16 hours filming a day for 30 days so it's like god almighty what are they going to show but yeah it was crazy and I, I had to sign an NDA um, saying I couldn't tell any, anyone and if, if anyone found out I would get fined a quarter of a million so I told no one <laughs> oh my god right so if anybody found out how would they know it was you you know that way like I know jeez I, I don't know I don't know but I was not taking that risk because no. I don't have a quarter of a million <laughs> <laughs> how have you been coping with you know the fame and uh, straight afterwards as well after it was released you just shot fame it was really difficult at the time because they told us not to expect it to be big so I didn't have it in my head it was going to be big and you're seeing it live on your phone blow up constantly like my following grew to what it is um, within a week a week and a bit so it was a lot to take in and I did have a good bit of anxiety from it because it was just going from zero to a hundred within a week at least in Love Island like you don't have your phone so you're not seeing it go up and up and up but obviously as you come out you see it but it was it was definitely weird it was weird but I'm like so grateful like 100% it's literally made me do what I want to do today now so yeah you have come a long way since then though you've released am I right in saying you've released two singles so far your own singles and this yes. is going to be your third Say La Vie congrats on the release how long have you been waiting for this to come out oh about a year so like I've been waiting a full year to release something because I basically was stuck in a management contract where uh, they kind of took advantage of my naivety in the industry about two years ago and I had to get a new manager last year who's saved my life like literally but we had to start from scratch and I was waiting to release stuff but he was like no we need to fix what they've done here and start from scratch I think it's a bloody unbelievable song like if I do this song myself I think yeah. it's a bop. like it is a bop and it's got like a deep meaning behind it as well um, like I've been in a lot of toxic relationships and situationships um, that have completely torn me down like mentally and like my confidence has just gone from them and I kind of had an epiphany where I was like why am I locking myself away in my apartment crying for days on end about these guys and like wasting opportunities that I could be out there getting so I went in with my team to the studio and we wrote that song so it's got a, quite an empowering message behind it but I'm working with Anne-Marie's team it's really exciting because she's like my idol so yeah. I'm so excited that's amazing and you did say in your press release as well that you struggled with confidence for many years did your time on Too Hot to Handle and kind of since you've shot to fame has that negatively or positively impacted 
that. Do you know what? It's positively impacted it because I made a promise to myself that when Too Hot to Handle came out and when my socials grew that I didn't want to have imposter syndrome. Like I wanted to just completely be myself. I took myself out of my comfort zone and I uploaded selfies with no makeup, which I rarely would do back in the day. And then I just felt more comfortable posting like what I wanted to post and how I actually was and like, you know, kind of stuff with no filter. And then I, you get a lot of positive, nice comments. And I don't know, is it because the audience is global? But like none of us really got any hate. So it was all really nice. So it actually helped my confidence a lot, which is rare for reality TV. That's brilliant. Would you do it again? No dating shows. No. no. I'm focused on my music now. <laughs> you, I feel like you can't do both. Um, I did dating shows for the reason of getting a platform to do my music. And now that I'm here, I don't want to touch any more dating shows. And I plan to stay single for a little while because <laughs> I just honestly cannot be arsed with picking the same type of guys. I don't know what's wrong with me. Confidence, let's go. No more of these guys anymore, okay? <laughs> yeah, you're dead right. You're young. Enjoy the single life. Have a bit of fun. Back to your music. Any more, any gigs coming up? Maybe Irish gigs? So that's the plan. We're trying to book some stuff now um, for the next coming months. So I can't wait. I did like a, few, a little tour of Greece in all the different islands over the summer, which was really, really fun. So I want to bring it home. I want to come to Ireland and do it. And it's just, I love performing. Like it's where I feel most confident, like just being on stage. Fingers crossed, I'll get to announce something soon. I cannot wait to see you live. Um, before I let you go, would you like to introduce your brand new single on Spin? Hey, it's Nicole O'Brien and this is my brand new single, Say La Vie on Spin. You try to tell me how you're feeling. I see all your lights revealing. No love, no love. Never home your track concealing. All your late nights, I see through them. No love. No love. Break, 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 break it down. The Melissimo Files. What did I miss? This is the part of the show where I'm joined by producer Aoife. Aoife, hello. Hello. Do you know what? I was just thinking there, I am loving today's show because one thing we're making sure you don't miss is new music and from Irish people as well, which I'm absolutely loving. Loads of new Irish music. A lot of women today yeah. on the show. You got Nicole O'Brien, Erica Cody, Jen Payne was on earlier on. Yeah, and don't forget, I'm going to be coming back later as well with my music fix where I'll have all of the week's new music. Yes. Nice little plug there. Very uh, exciting. I have new track from Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion. We're putting them up against each other for the track of the week. So I'm going to put a poll up on our Instagram at official spin round three eight. Make sure you go over and choose which song you would like played at the end of the show. Ooh, I can't wait to hear them. <laughs> uh, for now though, let's do What Did I Miss? Uh, where we talk about some of the things that happened during the week that you may have missed. I don't think anyone missed all the drama that was on Grafton Street this week. Oh. Firstly, we had the we're not allowed to say this word yet. It's too early in the year. The C word. I think we should just say it. I think we should say it. One, two, three. Christmas, Christmas has come to Grafton Street. Brown Thomas have uh, opened their Christmas shop and they're going to be revealing their windows very soon. But what I was a little bit more excited about was the Lego store opened. Oh, yeah. Again, I'm sure you didn't miss that. The queues were all the way down Grafton Street to get in. Mm-hmm. My favourite thing about it that I don't think many people saw, because it's their first Dublin store, they've done a Dublin masterpiece I would call it 
inside the shop. So if you don't know the new Lego store, they're calling it Retail enter- Retailainment? Retail Entertainment? What? It's a whole experience when you go in. Okay. Loads of models. You can build your own Lego man. But the big model that they've done that's iconic to Dublin is the pool bag chimneys. No which way. I love. They're such an iconic part of the Dublin skyline for me. Yeah. I've prints of them all over my house. And they've a big replica of them in the store made of Lego. That's I just think so that's cool. the coolest thing. Yeah, that's such a nice touch, isn't it? I really, really hope that they bring out a box that I can build on myself because that's <laughs> what I really, really want to do. But Aoife, I had a look online uh, with the guys during the week and in the office and uh, very expensive. Yes. I didn't realise quite how expensive Lego is. And as much as I'm saying I'd love to build a pool bag chimneys, I don't think it would take very long because they're just two towers. (laughs) (laughs) They'll probably give you loads of tiny little bits to put together to make it up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, so that's what's happening in Dublin. I'm definitely going to go check that out. Hopefully the queue is not too long today. I want to get in and see it for myself. Yeah, it'll definitely quieten down anyway in the next week. I'm going to go to the the Christmas store in Brown Thomas. Yes. I'm doing it. I don't care. I've no shame. <laughs> There's somewhere else we should be heading for someone very famous in oh, Dublin. Oh yes, Sarah Jessica Parker. She went to uh, Soup 2 in Dublin, the Dublin restaurant, with her family. So it turns out that he has a holiday. So Matthew Broderick, her mm-hmm. husband, he has a holiday home in Donegal oh. um, that's been in his family for many, many years. So they're always in Ireland. And they were recently at uh, the Dublin restaurant Soup 2 with their family. And she had noticed that the restaurant was quite full and busy and she offered to help ah. behind behind the scenes I tell you that's a long way from her second the city <laughs> counterpart oh yes <laughs> but yeah so she, she noticed they were super busy asked if they were short staff and then offered to help in the kitchen um, but obviously they were like you're grand and she sat down and she enjoyed the meal but imagine just walking into a Dublin restaurant and seeing Sarah Jessica Parker they should have put her in cleaning a few dishes it would have been yeah. great <laughs> <laughs> that's great content yeah it really would have been <laughs> Now, something I'm very excited about. Anyone who listens to me on this show ever will know I am a festival girl. I love my festivals. Hence your music music fix. Hence my music fix. I love my dance music. The biggest festival of the year is coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Electric Picnic is returning. I cannot explain the excitement. And watching on Instagram... They're just adding more and more and more and more and more stuff. There just seems to be endless amount of stages, endless amount of acts. Well, it's gotten to the point that Electric Picnic isn't even about the acts anymore. It's about the experience. experience. Yeah, I actually, they had like an aerial view of one of the sites up on Instagram and it looks like a village. Like it's become a village in itself. It just looks incredible. So cool. But what I haven't missed this week is everybody on Instagram is begging for tickets and you guys have some on the show next week we do spin summer breakfast make sure you're listening to us Monday morning 7am we'll have all the details for you if you want to get your hands on those gold dust tickets make sure you listen in to the guys but tell me you also have a trip away to we give, do. I believe we do it's called extend the summer and we're giving away a trip to Greece and we're going to have our lucky winner who we're sending we're sending wow. two people flights accommodation transfers all covered to Halkidiki in Greece and we'll announce the winner next Friday if you want to get your name in the draw though wow. make sure you're listening to us as well Spin Summer Breakfast, Monday morning, 7am. Nice little plug. I wish I could enter that one. I know, I know. Imagine, wouldn't it be lovely? Oh, everyone's going back to school and work and you're heading off to Halky Deaky. That's such a tongue twister to say. I know. I actually, it took me a while. It took me a while. We've been doing it the last week and finally I've nailed Halky Deaky. There you go. And I love to say it. Producer Aoife, thank you so much. Thank you. I'll see you later on. Yeah. Three, two, one. Let's go. It's the Bellissimo Files. The Bellissimo Files. On spin. Filling in for Serena Bellissimo. On the Bellissimo Files, 
Flynn he's an Irish musician from Mullingar um, he writes a lot of music for some big artists and he's just released his new single Regrets he also plays the Soundhouse next week for their summer series also performing at that are Stolen City Amy Roisin O and loads more he joins us on the show for a chat Flynn thanks so much for joining us on the show you're in London right now working on new music is that right? Yeah always work on music doing some exciting projects at the moment for myself and with some other artists as well so it's, uh, it's fun Oh, cool. There's a little tease in there. What other artists, may I ask? Um, well, I was just working with Medusa recently. I wrote their last single, so that was amazing. Um, and then I've been working with Lost Frequencies. Yeah, it's been pretty, like, mad the last few weeks. So that must feel... Fun. I've enjoyed writing for me, but I've also been enjoying writing for other people as well. So Yeah, that must yeah. feel so surreal. Does it working with artists like that? Yeah, I think, I mean, like, I've been lucky enough to be able to kind of, like, start out as a songwriter so I've been writing for others for like quite a long time so I've got used to it now but yeah it's always exciting and you learn so much from these artists as well because obviously the level they're at and like just the quality is so high and the bar is so high so you learn a lot which is which is great as well you know yeah and you are flat out at the moment you just announced you're supporting Louis Capaldi at the O2 in London later this month how are you feeling about that? Uh, yeah yeah no just very excited and I'm, I'm very scared <laughs> as you would be <laughs> you know what I mean it's uh, a big one for me I remember um, going to the O2 when I was like maybe eight or nine for like a science exposition I remember just being like I want to play here someday and even at that age so it's incredible that I get to play two nights there in September What do you do to settle the nerves at it before a gig? What do I do to settle the nerves? Um, I used to like have like a strong like I'm not going to lie I used to (laughs) but um, I've I've learned to cope quite well with the nerves I think it's like the preparation before a show is vital so and that's that belief in yourself as well and when you say uh, a strong shot we're talking about coffee aren't we of course of course yeah <laughs> are you going to be flying your family and friends all the way out or how is that going to work are they going to come out and see you uh, yeah I mean I've got like quite a lot of friends in London a lot of us live here like we've got like quite a big Irish community here might have to bring the mother out as well my mum my little sister might pop out um, yeah so I'll have some friends and family there which always helps as well with big gigs like that you need that support um, now this isn't the first time that you supported Lewis Capaldi you played Malta last month what was it like hanging out with Lewis first of all uh, yeah great I, I mean Lewis is around all the time I'm, I'm, I've become good friends with Lewis over the last year or so so he's always in London but he is a lovely guy he puts you at ease so at big shows like Malta he was just very nice and put me at ease and yeah just, just a really easy going guy like most of the Irish to be honest I mean he's he's a Celt he's Scottish so we've got a lot in there we, we, we have a lot to we, we can relate we can relate yeah. in a lot of ways you know? yeah he's very funny have you ever like walked down the street with him what's the reaction like I'd say it's gas it's pretty funny yeah I've, uh, we've, I've walked down Portobello Road him a few times and it's oh. just uh, it's it's surreal I mean people just are like you know in shock when he passes a shop window what did you think of Malta I, I went there for an Erasmus for six weeks a couple of years ago and I loved it um, I loved Malta yeah we, we went in the like peak uh, like heat so it was like 40 degrees but to be honest with you it was too hot you know I mean I like a bit of sun but like I'm more like around 25 degrees like 26 degrees sort of guy like but no it was amazing I be- it was a- well we played in Valletta so it was like it was like literally something off uh, James Bond movie the cobbled the streets really nice. and- yeah yeah very, like, all like marble kind of like yellow kind of coloured stones lovely and the people are really nice people are really friendly and I mean it was a great experience yeah it's a great place um, 
Flynn, congrats on the new single, Regrets. Have you performed it live yet? Yeah, I have. I've been, I've, to be honest, I've been performing it live for like the last couple of months. Um, I did like a headline in The Workman's and played it there and I've played it at most of my shows that I've done. Uh, yeah, so I was really excited to kind of put it out because when you play a song live and the reaction has been quite good, I just wanted to get it out. And yeah, so it came out Friday. It must have been written about three years ago. So oh, wow. It's nice to finally have it out in the world. Why, why is it only coming out now, three years ago? That's kind of how it works. I think like yeah. a lot of the time, as, as artists, we write, oh, we're always writing. Um, and sometimes you just have to sit on something for a while and say, the label decide it's the right time to put it out uh, it must be so hard though to sit there knowing you've got this song that you love so much and you're like can we just release it please it's the, it's the, it's the hardest part honest to god it's like the <laughs> worst part sitting on music as a musician is is the worst part of music doing music but next Friday you play the Sound House in Dublin for their summer series what can people expect from your performance there lots of energy um, loads of like good up tempo alternative pop songs I like my shows to be quite intimate as well at the same time so a mix of like like slow ballads and then yeah just kind of more energetic up tempo I would say it's like 70-30 like 70 up tempo 30% slow songs that's so exciting well look where can people find you on Instagram on TikTok what's your handles so it's I am Flynn uh, everywhere but you've got to type in I am before the Flynn perfect Flynn thank you so much best of luck with everything before I let you go would you like to introduce your new song on Spin I would, yeah, and thanks for having me. What's up, guys? My name is Flynn, and this is my new single, Regrets on Spin. You want to call me up, get it off your chest, but you broke my heart and you don't care less. Suddenly you gone. Up in the night, remember when you couldn't sleep without me, and we were the best, no other bed that I'd rather... Let's go, go, this is a new music spotlight on the Bellissimo Files. On the Bellissimo Files. It's the music fix with producer Aoife. You've been waiting for this, Aoife. I always am and I'm just loving today's show I feel like it's all about music it is it's a really music heavy show which is always good news to my ears I am very excited about these two people we're putting up against each other for the track of the week this week mm-hmm. I feel like they're kind of the queens of female rap at the moment would we say yeah I think would that's fair to say I yeah. Am. yeah so we're gonna have a battle of Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion today I have actually been waiting to hear the full length of this Nicki Minaj track because if you are on TikTok, you will have heard this many times before. Um, it has been an earworm for me. I've been singing it all week and I've been dying to hear the full version. So this is the new one from her. It is a sample of Rick James and it is mm. called Super Freaky Girl. Let's have a listen. She's all right, Oh, Aoife, I wonder what that song's about. I know, I know. And it, as I said, I've been singing it all week, which probably isn't oh, wow. very appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I always say as well, I, I'm always very impressed with how they manage to make songs like this the clean version yeah. for radio. Now, there's a lot of um, uh, a lot of things insinuated there, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, <laughs> moving on. I, I don't think that this next one is much better, in fairness. Oh, it's just God, as okay. much beeping out, I believe. So, Megan Thee Stallion, I really like this one from her, and I'm not usually a fan. This is called Her. Super freaky girl. 
Bag so expensive, my came with it. Body so nice, they be saying who did it. But everything natural, actual, factual. Prissy in the streets, but I like an animal. All you know who the fuck I am. From your boyfriend down to my Instagram. To all them busted that you kiki with. I bet your jaw dropped if you ever see me. I'm her, 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 her. She, 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 she. Take a pic, it's me, 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 me. Take a friend, it's her, her, her. Oh, so funny. I, I, I agree. in that, though. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just laughing at the, what the song is about. I know, And I the know. insinuations. With some of these songs, I don't know how there's ever any words left. No. Because they're <laughs> literally know. beeped every couple of words. It's brilliant. Uh, I love it, though. It's so good. Yeah, so those, uh, that's Megan Thee Stallion. That is off her upcoming, al- or her album that is just out, I believe. Mm. I know a lot of people are big fans of her, so I'm sure you've been checking that out if you have. That is, as I said, it's the first one of hers that's really caught my ear. And I think it's because, I, I know, I'm such a sucker for the dance music. It's because it yeah. has a good beat in it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really easy to bop along to. I feel like that's the way everyone's going though, like Beyonce, obviously a lot of her album is like that, even Nicki Minaj sampled Rick James, a lot of the old kind of good bop stuff is coming back into music, which I'm loving, so they are up for your Bellissimo Falls track of the week head over to at Official Spin 138 you can get your last minute vote in there while we take a listen to this next one this is, itch. Yeah. is that the one you want to listen itch. to? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new one from H. He's teamed with Ed Sheeran and it's called My G. My G. Don't say a word before you chat, I just know it. If I answer FaceTime, you're going to ask me where Joe is. Swear to God, you're just amazing, little girl. From the bottom of my heart, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. No other name to you. Even though they call you by another, you were always my G. And you light up the room. Ever since the first day you were here, you were always my G. And if the world is cruel, I will be the last one standing here to protect you. That's a lovely song. Isn't it? It's very cute. And when you hear the meaning behind it, it's actually so much sweeter as well. So you would hear my G, you think maybe you sing about my girlfriend. Yeah, my girl, my guy. My girl, yeah, something like that. It's actually about his baby sister. Her name is uh, Gracie, I believe. And that is about um, her, which is just so sweet. I also think he has earned serious brother brownie points for getting Ed Sheeran to sing a song about her. Yeah. He will be in the good books for a very long time. How old is she? I'm not actually sure. I wonder if she's a teenager, then yes. But if she's only a baby, she probably doesn't yeah, care. Yeah, but even in years to come, like you'll yeah. look back and go, oh my God, Ed Sheeran sang about me. Now, she is an identical <laughs> twin, apparently. Or a non-identical twin, but there's a twin. So I don't know oh. what, what's the story with the other one. But left her out. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's not, not very sure. nice. But anyway. It's a good song. It's a good song. I really like it. Now, I'm very excited. This is almost my favourite point of the week. Okay. My dance track. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) I'm actually super excited about this one because it's from an artist who I love already and I'm actually going to get to see next week in Belfast at Emerge. This is the new one from Dusky. It is called End the Sky. definitely love a night out don't you you love like a nightclub vibe um 
it's not even so much a nightclub vibe. Like, I'd listen to that brushing my teeth in really? the morning. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It doesn't matter where I am. That's, it's always dance music for me. me. Yeah, I know, I know. Serena usually gets very excited. I feel like you were way more excited by H and Ed Sheeran. Yeah, that's the that's type of person I am. your vibe. I'm not really, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not, <laughs> and it was going so well, but I'm actually not really mad into these big dance tracks. Oh, well, look. Unless it's Marty Guilfoyle. Because he's my friend, and I have to say, yeah. <laughs> love love dance track. And Marty and Jen Payne would have been my dance track. Yeah, week, but we played them earlier in the show, so they couldn't yeah. have both, unfortunately. No, but that that is that's very good. Dusky, endless sky. Yeah, and I can't wait to see them at Emerge next week. But. Yeah. Maybe you're like Tara and not as excited about dance music as I am. And you've been voting for your track of the week here on the Bellissimo Files. Voted for by you. This is the new one from Nicki Minaj. It is called Super Freaky Girl on Spin. She's laughing so much at the idea of producer Aoife walking around her house singing that. Do you know what? I'm so happy though I finally heard the full version because you know on TikTok you hear like what, however clips. many seconds. Yeah. I needed to hear the full lot of it and I feel like that'll yeah. put my brain at ease. That's Don't so forget much. though if you want to catch that on Morning Music head over to spinmonitorate.com or our app and you'll get the Fresh Hits playlist over there with all of the latest new music. Yeah and I forgot to actually say that's Nicki Minaj by the way it's called Super Freaky Girls <laughs> it's a brand new track it's the Blissmo track of the week Um Thank you so much for having me on the Velisimo Files this it's week. It's been great to have you. I believe Serena is back next week. If you want to listen back to any of the interviews from today, just head over to the Spin website. We'll be podcasting it all. Coming up, coming up next, Jess has 10 Spin hits in a row and all the details on how you can win big with Spin's Summer Cash Machine. Three, two, one. Let's go. It's the Velisimo Files. The Velisimo Files. On Spin.